Welcome back, listeners. Uh, Allie, we had a good first segment there, kind of talking about zinc as an important micronutrient, and one that we've talked about uh, for several years, Allie. Probably not nothing brand new to most of our listeners. So we shift gears to the second segment here, Allie. We're going to talk a little bit about boron. So maybe to start out, maybe just kind of give us some of those quick-hitting facts about boron. You bet, Josh. So some quick hitters on boron. Is soil loss common is kind of the first question we start to ask ourselves, and the answer is yes, Uh Boron is going to be mobile in the soil, uh, but it it is important to note that boron isn't going to be as mobile as nitrogen. So it's not as readily available to move as, say, nitrate nitrate in that soil profile. When we look at soil organic matter contribution, that is a main source of contribution. But where we sit here today in southeast Minnesota with some lower organic matter soils uh, to the east, obviously, as you maybe move a little bit farther to the west, those organic matters improve. Uh, So just something to consider around how much that organic matter contribution is coming in to play with boron. And then when we look at soil testing for boron, I know we mentioned with zinc, uh, very accurate testing and very encouraged, still encouraged with boron, um, but just maybe not quite as accurate as zinc, but still important to throw in when you're looking at your soil tests, just to get a look at the trends across boron across your soils um, on your operation. When we look at those critical soil test levels, they are going to vary a little bit by soil type. But as a best management practice, when we look at a majority of the soils that we're working, uh, one part per million is going to cover a majority of the soils here in southeast Minnesota. And then in terms of crop removal uptake between both corn and soybeans, uh, such very, very little uh, pounds per acre. So when we look at if you're around 0.10 pounds per acre of uptake and then just a few hundredths of crop removal between those two crops. That's usually about what you're looking at between those two crops. So Josh, just some of those quick hitters on boron, but I would like to just kind of throw the question to you. We talk about the difference between boron and zinc. Is boron going to become the new zinc? Oh, that's a great question, Allie. And and in some cases, I'm not going to say absolutely it is, but there are some unique trends. And the reason I say that is we really started talking about zinc probably a decade ago. We spent a lot of time educating, getting applications out there uh, across southeast Minnesota. And a few years ago in 2016, we did a lot of soil sampling uh, for a population project. We were working on a pioneer across Minnesota. And that spring, we we pulled about 2,700 samples across the state. And only 0.44% of zinc samples came back deficient. On the other hand, 62% of boron samples came back deficient. That kind of caught my eye of saying, you know, I don't think boron is going to be a massive game changer of achieving 300 bushels across every acre. But, you know, we do see a nutrient that's getting deficient that frequently. It's probably something we need to take a little bit of a closer look at uh, to make sure we're not losing some bushels from it. Um, so that's kind of it's a great question. I'm not going to say absolutely yes, but it's something we're, we're taking a look at. And um, a few other things about boron, Ali, I want to touch on is... Um, yeah, boron is immobile in the plant. You reference that it's very mobile. It's pretty mobile in the soil, very immobile in the plant. That kind of saying that, you know, if you're tissue testing, you can't have a lower leaf of a plant that tests very high in boron, where you go up a couple leaves on some newer growth and you could be deficient because it's just not going to remobilize uh, within that plant. Uh, the other thing about uh, boron, Alan, we don't want to forget about alfalfa. Um, a lot of alfalfa growing across southeast Minnesota. And alfalfa is a large consumer of boron. And alfalfa removal can get as high as three pounds an acre, so much different than the corn and soybean uptake. Uh, one call out there uh, on boron is we don't want to seed or apply boron the seeding year. So if we seeded alfalfa, let's just say we're going to seed alfalfa the spring of 2020, 
we'd prefer not to see a boron application until 2021, until we're in that established year, uh, just from a standpoint that we can induce some seedling injury uh, because boron can be toxic, Allie, and that's an important segue to, to talk a little bit about uh, some of the toxicity challenges and, and what to watch out for uh, from an application standpoint. Well, yeah, so I think when you look at boron fertilizers and that toxicity, we look at most fertilizers that we're applying, and it's okay if we're maybe overlapping or overapplying some of those applications. But with boron, there's a really fine line between having not enough boron and having too much. So that's why it is important to make sure you are soil testing just to see where your, your critical levels are sitting at with boron. So if we look at uh, boron fertilizers, you do not want to be using uh, a borated fertilizer in furrow. So if you are making some of those dry applications and maybe there's a form of boron in there, you want to make sure you're asking a lot of questions just to make sure it's safe to make that application uh, to your crop. Most importantly, Josh, it's just important to note toxicity can occur at five parts per million or above in soil. So that's why soil testing is so important and why we want to make sure we know where we need to be. All right, Allie. And next week, uh, we'll kind of bring this all together talking about soil pH and liming. You've been listening to Today in Agronomy on KFIL AM 1060. If you've missed part of the show or want to hear more, check out the show page at kfilradio.com or with the 103.1 KFIL app. Stay connected with Allie and Josh on Twitter. It's at Allie G-Wise, W-I-S-E, and at Josh Schaffner to submit your questions for the show. Tune in next Wednesday for the next Today in Agronomy on KFIL AM 1060. We'll see you at 11 a.m.